Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Has society become too politically correct? Are we embracing culture without engaging with it? Mark Hadley, social commentator, has some revealing insights for us. Mm. You see, I think one of the issues that we have, though, with our political correctness today is we are putting on all the forms of tolerance without actually the heart of tolerance. Okay, so to begin with, um, everyone would agree that tolerance is is an important thing. It wouldn't matter what your background was, whether you were uh, Muslim, Christian, uh, atheist. Tolerance is something that makes Western societies work. Uh, But when we do tolerance just for the sake of tolerance, uh, when we interpret tolerance not just as a value but as a virtue, and I want to make a distinction here, we go off track. You see, like a value is something that you and I all have. We we value certain things. We think they're important, uh, and we incorporate them in our lives. But a virtue is something that's right in every circumstance. Uh, it, it is always right. And we might say love is a virtue, uh, but love is al- there's always a place for love in any given situation you're in. But we would be going wrong, as, as our society seems to be doing now, when we start making tolerance a virtue. Uh, it's basically because we're, we're dressing up without addressing the heart issue. We're actually... We're actually talking about tolerating absolutely everything. That's not really saying what we think. We're just saying, um, look, if I tolerate you and you tolerate me, then then no one will question either of us. But I actually find some things intolerable. And I don't think it's very, very hard for you or for your listeners to sit down and just write, you know, 10 things that they would find intolerable. So tolerance doesn't work as a virtue, but we dress up our society with tolerance as if it was the most important thing we could do. But we're not really being tolerant. We're just saying, here's a buffer, and if I don't question you, you won't question me. And to me, that's what I would call hypocritical. You know, it's not really tolerance in action. Yeah. I can think of a few examples, but there's there's such sensitive issues, I'm a bit afraid to actually mention them. No, look, I know know what you mean. Um, I think one of the, the tough ones at the moment, for example... Uh, has been, and so we can talk about it in the past tense, when we went through as a nation the debate around um, same-sex marriage, yeah, that's the one. Uh, we failed to show ourselves to be tolerant. Which is, and you might say, if you were just standing in the street, hang on a second, didn't we show ourselves to be very, very tolerant because we have decided as a nation to allow, by a democratic process, to allow uh, people of the same sex to marry. Aren't we tolerant? And I'd say the failure was not in the decision we came to as we sat down as a nation to do it. The failure came in the way that we conducted our debate. Um, Our debate didn't actually show tolerance for each other's opinion. It became denigration. Um, And interestingly, what I mentioned in my article, which I think is something that I've found profoundly helpful as I reflect on this, is that we've actually started to behave like the sort of people we would really despise in literature if we ever came across them. Wow. Um, we've actually started to behave like Pharisees. Uh, I don't know how familiar the term is, you know, the origins of the term. I think a lot of your listeners might know that Pharisees are biblical terms for a particular type of religious um, uh, cult that was around in Jesus' time. Uh, but it's in modern language today as a term of hypocrisy. And so we say, you know, you're a real Pharisee because you say one thing or you do another, or you're a real Pharisee because you're all about the detail. There's no heart in it. You know? And I think our tolerance now has become pharisaical. 
were all about the be tolerant, be tolerant, be tolerant, but there's no heart of tolerance in, in what we're doing. And that's the sort of thing. I mean, Jesus criticised it 2,000 years ago when he had a go at the Pharisees, the original Pharisees. And he said, look, you go around tithing and, and following all these religious rules and dressing in religious ways, and you cheat people out of their homes and you cast widows onto the street and you do all sorts of things like that. Aren't you hypocrites? And yet I find that the weird thing is there used to be a time in our society when it was the right wing. Now, it was, it was right-wing politics that we think about as the, the real Pharisees, that you can't do this, you can't say that, you can't be around, this is my culture and you can leave if you don't like it. Um, but today, that seems to be coming from the left wing, which tells me, you know, when, when, when liberal acceptance-style conversations become pharisaical in the way that they tell me, I can't talk and I can't say and I can't believe, well, then I'm saying, you're actually putting on some some clothing you should be in a, uncomfortable in uh, because there's no place for Pharisees in our society, whether they're on the right or on the left. But then we put ourselves at great risk by um, doing what you're suggesting. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, who wants to sit in the judgment seat? And look, I, I agree um, because there's two things about judgment. The first is that when you actually point something out, you put yourself in the firing line. And, and yeah. you put yourself in the firing line but just the sort of mockery that we were talking about earlier, because it has always been in any society much easier to shout an idea down than it is to sit and listen to it. Um, and, and that's the first thing that's risky. The second thing that's risky about judging others, so to speak, or saying, hey, aren't you falling short here, is because it almost sounds like we're elevating ourselves. And I think the safest thing to do here, in my case, I mean, I, look, I'm an opinion writer and a, a script writer, that's my trade. But um, I'm also happy to be a Christian, and I think if I'm going to judge something, I, I don't trust my own morals. Um, I think what I tend to do is I go back and I say, well, what would Jesus do in this situation? And Jesus you know, said to the Pharisees, listen, your problem is that you think if I fix the outside, if I'm politically correct, let's take that for example, if I, if I get everything right on the outside, that will somehow work in and produce a better society on the inside of a person. And Jesus said, look, you're crazy. You don't fix the inside by playing around with the outside. In fact, he actually said, look, you guys are clean cups full of all sorts of filth and horrible stuff. You know, he said, what you've got to do is you've got to clean the inside of the cup, and that will affect the outside. Yeah. So when we do make a judgment call, I kind of want to say, look, I think it's not so much me judging as me saying, Look at what Jesus had to say 2,000 years ago to the same practice. Yeah. Do, we, do we really believe that fixing up all of the paintwork on a building makes a building structurally sound? Yeah. No one really believes that, but we do behave that way socially. As if we just, as long as all of us are saying the right things and, and maybe not mentioning uh, Jesus at Christmas or, so we don't offend anybody, or if we, if we just focus on not offending, we're playing around with paintwork without fixing the, the, the foundation. Uh, and I want to say, look, Jesus was right about the Pharisees. Then you can talk all you like about cleaning the outside of the cup. But if you don't do something about the inside, then honestly, it's just not going to work. It's yeah. not going to end in a happy place. I can see exactly what you're talking about. And uh, so I wanted to wrap up with how would you summarize a better world? 
That's a really good question. And, you know, if I can give you a solid answer to that, Chris, and I suspect I'll go search for political office straight after the <laughs> interview. Uh, look, my way of seeing a better world has to begin with honesty. Um, if I am honest with you about who I am, yeah. and you're honest with me about what you are, if we are open with each other, that's a great start for society. Yeah. But if I go one step further, and if I say, if I'm honest with myself about what I'm struggling with, and that I am play-acting about a, and trying to cover up a bigger problem inside myself, if I'm play-acting the, the role of the, the good housewife or, or the good dad or the, you know, the great member of society, but really I know I've got problems, um, then I need that honesty too begin with. For me, that's the first step. Now, it's not just honesty to you, and it's not just honesty to me, but for me as a Christian, I'm not sure this is everybody's approach, but certainly for me, I turn around and say after that, it's honesty to God, uh, yeah. because I keep telling myself one way or another, I'm okay, I'm okay, but if I'm not, and God knows it too, then he's about the only one who can help me with it. Yeah. So we would have to have a lot of self-confidence and self-belief to be able to accept someone else's honesty about us? I think uh, that would be definitely step one. I mean, who can, who can uh, sit quietly except the saint, you know, to hear their own faults listed? Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree. But I think the funny thing is, if we're all being honest, it's much easier to hear honesty about yourself as well. That's social commentator Mark Hadley. If you'd like to read his article in full, then have a look at the War Cry magazine. We've printed it in that. Or email us and we'll send you a copy of the article. Just go to our website, salvos.org.au forward slash radio. Light and life from the Salvos.